Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcast. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Tonight, we'll be lighting the final candle on our Advent wreath, the Christ candle. And this candle represents the light that the Son of God brought into the world when he was born, a little baby. God in the flesh. We light the four Advent candles, the three purple and the one pink, to remind us that the hope, peace, joy, and love that was prophesied and promised in scriptures was fulfilled in Jesus. Let us all read together. But when the time had fully come, is that the one? God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. And as we light the center candle, the white candle, the Christ candle, we remember that Jesus is born. Jesus has come. Jesus The light of the world is our salvation. Let us pray together. Father, great God of love and light, we thank you now for the light of the special star that guided humble shepherds and learned wise men to the holy Christ child. Lead us now by the light of your love that we also may follow you to new life in Jesus. In celebration of the birth of our King and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. It only lasts so long. Well, for the past several weeks, we've been, before we actually get into the message, we've been giving testimonies about what the Lord has been doing, maybe in areas that we've taken risks to do something for for the Lord and for the kingdom. And so tonight, I was hoping that, that we might be able to share something that we're thankful for at Christmas. If you'd you'd like to share, um, I know myself, this year things are going to be a little bit different. Our daughter got married in July, and so she's spending Christmas with her husband's family. And our son is not coming in until the day after Christmas this year. And so... 
we're going to be celebrating Christmas tomorrow with, with our daughter, and then we're going to be also celebrating with friends. And so I'm celebrating and I'm thankful for the fact that, that the kingdom of God affords us a whole new family. That friends aren't just friends, they become family. So if anyone else would like to share, I'll hand you the microphone unless you just want to stand and, 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 and be loud where you're at. But would anyone like to share something that you're thankful for this Christmas? It's funny that he said that just now about this church and being a family because today, this morning, in my prayer time, that's all I could think about, that I wasn't with actual family today, but I have all of you all. And to me, that is such a blessing and so sweet to see the Clarks here tonight. And Mama Jean, it is so wonderful to see you here. I don't know if many of you know this little lady is 100 years old. She turned 100 October the what? 15th. A day, a day after Joel's birthday. Didn't know that. So anyway, I just want to say that each and every one of you means so much to Eric and I. And this is our family. Thank you, Beth. Anybody else would you like to share? I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but... Hi. Um, I just would like to say I'm thankful for God's healing power because in case any of y'all didn't know, um, uh, last Tuesday I got thrown off of a two-year-old horse right into a metal fence and I had a concussion and I had whiplash in my neck and usually that takes a really long time to heal but when I was, um, and it's still not 100% but I've already been told that like it's safe to get back to riding and stuff because that's something that I really love to do so for that to have been taken away for weeks or months or whatever would have made me very sad. Anyone else? Anybody else, would you like to share something? <laughs> okay, I've gone on a risk verbally with Shauna. And a couple of, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago, in staff meeting, we were talking about our wayward sons. Far, far from Jesus, at least it looks like. But God knows. But we kind of agreed that next summer our boys will be here in Alpha. That would be a miracle, but God does those things. And then a while ago I thought, oh boy, if they're here in Alpha in the summer... That means next Christmas, they're singing these songs. Now, that's a risk to take and verbalize that. But you know who's listening? Do you know who's listening? Satan is listening. <laughs> and he's a defeated foe. Just doesn't look like it yet. And so I just had to say that because I felt like God was saying, okay, you cowardly little thing, get up and say this. So I've gone on record. I've gone on record. <laughs> I was going, I was feeling the same to say something. And what I was going to say is I am thankful for my friends that um, 
Nathan is not out of the throes. In fact, I got a call from him, and he's in behavioral health, and he's in psychosis, and he's saying all kinds of crazy things. But I reached out to friends in a split second, and I knew, you know, that the strongholds were not going to take him because I have people praying in the gap, spiritual warfare. And we stood up for the first candle because Joel said, who has a hope? And I got prayer that day from Marlena of, I do have a hope that my son is here and I stand that Satan's not going to have him. And that's the day she came up and said, I felt like I needed to share. I have a hope for Eric. So that's it. Anyone else don't want you to miss out? All right, going once, twice. Well, I want to read the Christmas story today. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't, yeah, she was right behind the nail. Okay, okay. I do feel like I would fail the Lord if I didn't express to you precious people that it pays to serve Jesus all the way. I was saved when I was 17. All these years, I've had the privilege of walking with the Lord. A lot of ups and downs, so many failures, but he has never failed me, never stopped loving me, never stopped understanding and encouraging and saying, press on. And I praise the Lord that when we get old and we become pretty much blind and pretty much deaf <laughs> and pretty much not thinking straight <laughs> at times, there's a song in my heart that comes from above, not from the circumstances of life. Jesus never fails. His blood has never lost its power and never will. Thank you for the privilege of being here with you Saints of God, tonight, let's press on. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Thank you, Mama Jean. I'm so glad you got to be here tonight. Okay, I want to read the Christmas story. And this is out of the the New King James Version. It's pretty close to the old-fashioned version. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took, first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up to Gat from Galilee, out from the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her, for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And behold, an angel of the Lord stood there before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them according to this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told to them. When we read that story, it's hard for us to understand the magnitude of what had taken place. I mean, the world had changed. And we've grown up in a, in a world that is post that event. So we're, we're accustomed to hearing this story, and we know it. And we've heard it so many times that it almost... It just kind of rolls off the tongue. And we talk about Christmas as, as just a thing. But that night, the shepherds understood what was happening. The angels testified to them that everything had changed. Jesus broke in. The rule and reign of God had broken in and changed everything. And, of course, we know the rest of the story that, that Jesus grew up and became a man and lived a sinless life and then died on a cross and then rose from the dead and then ascended to the Father. And we are waiting for the second half of that story to be completed. But just as sure as we're here tonight and we celebrate this Christmas, we know He will come again. We know he will come again. And people have tried to, to quiet the story. They, they've tried to, to, to tell Christians to be quiet and not testify about, about Jesus' love. And yet, his message keeps going forward. And the message of Jesus keeps changing people's lives. And that's why we're here tonight is because Jesus changed our life. It's not just a story. It's something that, that happened to us, that we experienced his life and his hope. We experienced his peace and his joy and his love. And that's, that's what keeps us going as believers in Jesus, is that 
Just as sure as he came once, he will come again. And that's what we celebrate at Advent, is that he came and he's coming again. And so we anticipate his return. One day, just as Mama Jean says, he's coming soon. One day, the waiting will be over. One day, we'll receive the kingdom of God as it was testified by those angels that night. So what I want us to do is just take just a, just a, couple, of, a couple of moments, and, and I just want to try to get quiet as we can. I know we've got kids, and it's hard to be quiet. But let's, let's just be quiet and, 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 and just allow the Lord to speak to us. Allow him to drop in joy, peace, love, hope in our hearts tonight. Can we do that? Let's just wait just for just a couple of moments. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, drop your peace into our hearts tonight. Drop your love into our hearts. Let us receive your joy. You can look at me. Now, the last thing I want us to do together is we're going to sing Silent Night, but we're all going to get a candle. And we're going to try to fan around the room. We've got enough, I think, we can, we can span the, the reaches of this, of this room together. But if you would, come and get a, get a candle We've got the little, little protectors that go on them. And just fan around the, around the perimeter of the building.